You're listening to Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser and Jason Kelly on Bloomberg Radio. All right, I'm going to say it. Carol Master and I can see each other because we have this great video con system that allows us to see each other so we don't step on each other all the time. We still manage to. Uh, we can see each other. We're absolutely giddy. It's like Christmas morning. It's Friday. I'm headed out on vacation. Yes. And over the weekend, I'm going to be in front of a TV. I can tell you on Sunday whether I like it or not. And I want to be because the championship, the Premier Lacrosse League, it's happening. The slate is set. So let's understand what led us to this place because we heard about the plans from him back in May. And now he has pulled it off. We're talking about Paul Rabel. Co-founder, chief marketing officer, star player of the Premier Lacrosse League. He joins us on the phone from the bubble there in Utah. All right, PR, how you doing? I'm, I'm doing all right. How are both of you? I, I wish I could be on the video conference, too. I know. Oh, God, we would love that. We would love to do oh that. We're going to do that next <laughs> totally. time so you can see how ridiculous we are, like signaling each other back and forth. Um, so here we are. Uh, you, you've. The, the league has played, keep me honest here, 19 games, one to go. Um, the right. championship on Sunday, it'll be on main NBC, NBC Sports. Remind me. NBC at 1230 Eastern. We have uh, about a three-hour window, so you'll get the not only the championship game of the of the two teams that have survived the gauntlet and the whip snakes and chaos. And it's a, it's a really interesting storyline. So I remember being on with both of you in May and talking about mm-hmm. – uh, the, the concept that, that we've been able to basically pull off that's medically safe and, and this bubble that, that a lot of leagues, and we're seeing leagues that haven't done it, um, are in trouble. Um, you know, we created essentially a World Cup tournament, yeah. and what we ended up getting was the team who finished last place in group play ended up upsetting in the elimination round two higher-seeded teams. So we have this David versus Goliath, number one team in the Whips versus the number seven team in Chaos. Um, and, uh, and it's going to be an exciting game. So uh, everything that we bet on that, that the three of us talked about around rationale as to why do it and what's the business model look like, it's all, it's all really paid off. Viewership's up. Uh, subscriptions are up. Uh, just excitement and general energy around the sport. And then for us, um, as, as a new league, this is our second season, a lot of the challenges you get as a co-founder, as an operator, when you pitch networks and brands is, well, why are you not going to be the next XFL or the next AAF? And for us to be able to pull this off with class and success and, and having negative COVID tests, and I, I think it's for us as we go to market next year and begin selling the business and generating revenue, it's... I've told our BD team we're going to lead our pitch decks with this. Yeah. So it's it's a uh, it's a silver lining. So I got to tell you, you know, Jason, I've talked a lot, Paul, about what you did because I feel like you were certainly ahead of the curve when it came to sports, trying to figure out the way back. And you guys did the bubble and did it really well. When you see the other stories of other leagues and players in other sports, and you they're can testing say it, baseball, just say baseball, <laughs> and they're yeah. testing positive, and it's just not going well. You know, what's the difference? What is it that yeah. you did that made it work so well, and what do you think is going wrong with some of the other leagues? And I think the NFL is up next if they don't create yeah. like a, a multi-bubble uh, season. And I, and I think the, the NFL 
given that they are, are, are held to the highest standard in pro sports. They're the biggest business in the industry, standalone. Uh, you know, canceling or postponing games, I don't think it's going to land as well. And a lot of people that are discussing MLB would say that it hasn't landed well. But I can't imagine a week where just as much revenue and attention goes in the NFL of all of a sudden – you know, the Dallas Cowboys have 19 positive COVID tests and they, well, we're going to postpone this critical week. It's just not going to sit well. So um, the, the difference, Carol, for us is we were already doing a single site model going tour based, and that was disruptive to the pro sports landscape. And we had our investors that came in and believed in it. So we, we had a, a step ahead of the competition, call it other sports leagues, because we knew how to operate a single site model where we were bringing all of our teams to one site over a weekend. Mm -hmm. So what we did is took those principles and expanded them over three weeks. And then we layered over top of it, really a table stakes COVID-19 medical team and health protocol where we were, began our testing uh, with all of our participants at home. You had to have a negative test to then resume to transportation. And then on arrival, you had to have another negative test. There were quarantine involved. We got through, um, and, and thankfully to all the participants and everyone who took themselves uh, took the process safely. We we had fewer than half a dozen positive tests to start from at home, and then when we began testing on site, the three subsequent tests have all been negative. Mm. Every single test was negative, and so the the bubble and my, my co-founder and CEO has called it more of a force field, force field, it works. Because if you can isolate the virus and, and not let anyone else in, then uh, as long as everyone does their job from a disciplinary standpoint, you can get back to business. Right. So it's a great lesson for, uh, can I just say, it's like a great lesson for society at large. Totally. And right? I mean, and it's a lesson that we're all going to have to learn yeah. uh, as we go through this. Only about a minute left before we do some news. Um, your co-founder brother, Mike Rabel, were there any moments, Paul, where you looked at each other and were like, we're really nervous about this? Yeah, all the way through April and May. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and then, you know, I remember telling you all, because you were the second show I did after the announcement on the Today Show, I was like, well, we're here now. So it's one of those things, like, when we raised our money a couple of years ago, we made the announcement, we're here now, and, uh, and let's just focus on one step at a time, right. one day at a time, one, uh, you know, one mask at a time. Right. And uh, it, it, it's analogous to sports. And, and as Carol said, it's analogous to how this country is going to change this first wave or not. Right. It's like right. It, the, the, the details live in the nuance of our day to day. And right. it's like taking care of yourself, wearing PPE and being respectful. Right. right. It's respectful right. of your community. See, and I thought, Jason, you were going to say, was there any time you looked at your brother and said, I'm kind of sick and tired of you living together in this bubble. <laughs> no, and I love good. my siblings. <laughs> no, listen, the, you, these, these brothers, they are uh, know, something special. It's a special they family, are. as you have seen up close yeah. and personal. So, Paul, one of the things we've talked with you a lot about, and you and I have talked a lot about on the sidelines, as it were, is the media and broadcast side of this. And I remember talking to you and Mike about the fact that you guys are constantly pushing on how to make it a more immersive, a more interactive type of broadcast. You're miking right. up players. You're doing all sorts of things. What was new and different? What did you learn from this experience uh, of over the last couple of weeks? Yeah, it's a great question. And and your your broadcast is is your product as a as a pro league. So you got to get it right. And 
things that we got right in our inaugural year was our talent with NBC. Those are the first two people that a viewer at home engages with. If they're welcoming, if they're insightful, if they're educational, if they're, if they're uh, motivational and exciting, like th- that creates a better experience for the viewer at home. So, th- so th- they're really important. So you're looking for the Carol Masser of lacrosse, basically. (laughs) That's right. That's exactly right. Emma Jason Kelly, don't sell yourself. I was just going to say, it's about a pairing. Totally, totally. That's right. So you get that right. You know the product on field competitively is going to be great, but you can enhance that. And so we brought, we doubled our hot mics on players during COVID, knowing that you were going to be stripped of, like, the fan ambiance. And that's really exciting. You think about football broadcasts, there's, like, anywhere from – you know, I think 21 minutes of actual gameplay over four hours on screen. There's a lot of panning out of the crowd. So we did a couple of things, and I, and I think the, we had the advantage of watching a few individual sports leagues go off before us, first without fan noise that was pushed in either through the speakers of the stadium or done in post through the broadcast. We found that that created actually a more familiar viewing experience mm-hmm. and was voted positively for the fans. So we have... Uh, you know, kind of a, a pretty, we have essentially like a, a DJ booth of, of fan noise per what's happening on the game. That's what they're doing in the MLS right now. It's what they're doing in the NBA. It, it makes a better experience. Um, we go from the booth to our players on field live and have conversation with them. That's unique to the POL. And then we've done a lot of fan integrative stuff from home. So if our fans are no longer in the stands and they're on their couches at home watching, how can we get them involved? So we use technology called Tagboard that enables our fans posts on social media to be picked up through the broadcast. And we've also done uh, watch parties that we've included on broadcast and we've included celebrities uh, through a zoom conference line that come in and, and uh, two box is what you call it in, in the business where you'll see Bill Belichick on the lower third uh, talking to Paul Burmeister and Ryan Boyle, who are our hosts on NBC during a game and talking about the game. And, and that's one really exciting when you get that level of talent involved in the broadcast and it's fun for the viewer, but two, our celebrities that come in and Drew Brees is another, we've had Camille Caustic. Um, they use their promotional platforms right. to bring more viewers to us. So that's what we've done from a broadcast standpoint. And, uh, and we have a couple more tricks up our sleeves for the championship game. So Paul, I don't know if you heard that it's the phone ringing and the head of NBC sports wants to hire you to figure out how to reprogram how they cover sports. No, but I do think about that, right? You know, go back, uh, you know, in the last couple of years, we've had tons of conversations about the NFL and, you know, different sports and they're losing a younger audience. So from what you've learned, you know, here in your second season, what do you think can apply or what do you think other sports maybe should be doing to really pull in maybe a, a larger audience and a younger audience? audience yeah so i'm gonna go like kind of deep here in theory so what we had the benefit of in 2018 when we started building is what would a pro sports league built in the 21st century look like because all legacy leagues were built in the 20th century and your primary revenue generator was ticket sales now we all talk about media and broadcast and social media as a promotional tool and so Actually, if you look at this pandemic, what we're in, and you look at industries across the board, a lot of great executives are able to predict the future. What's the environment going to be like 10 years from now? And who can get there quickest? That's how you build momentum across generations. COVID has, for me, presented this forcing mechanism for leagues now who are really left with no choice but to build a bubble to then say, okay, 
What are we focused on now? And it's viewership and it's national sponsorship. So that means how do you then enhance the broadcast? And uh, I think what, what we're seeing as a result is similar to what we've seen technology do to businesses over the last decade, similar to what we saw you know, subscription video on demand services due to the film business. And I think we're going to see as a result, at least the positive results we're seeing in this bubble model is like some exploration of shifts on how sports are presented across the board, not just for broadcasts, but, you know, how fans are experiencing them even at games. And, and, and I think this is that potential tipping point for pro sports that have been pretty path dependent up to this point. And we're in an advantageous position because we're the most nimble as, as a league and we're well-financed and, and, uh, and we can take more risks. So when do you make a decision? Only about 40 seconds left, but when do you make the decision about next season, Paul? Yeah, so the, the interesting thing for us, so you guys know we're tour-based, and that's, right. a different, that's a different look. But this has gone so well, abstractly, and I like, to, I like to look at both ends of the spectrum of possibility. One end is what individual sports have done so well, and take golf and tennis. They have the four majors. Is there a world where professional lacrosse, at least with the PLL, explores next year doing like four of these bubble models yeah. and that's mm-hmm. if and that's if we don't solve for COVID-19 now if we have a vaccine and we can I think we'll go back to our tour-based model but there's a lot of success in what we've built here and it's it's worth taking another objective look at it with our board this offseason right all right well we look forward to catching up with you yeah. on that best of luck this week in the championship game for the PLL find it on NBC this Sunday 12:30. Paul Rabel he is the co-founder of the chief marketing officer And the man behind it all, he and his brother Mike, they created this league. Love catching up with them. So happy we were able to do that. Yeah, me too. Good call. I know you were in touch with him. It just makes me smile. He's just so smart in terms of how he thinks about things.